and welcome to the podcast Fully Expressed with John Denbeck. This is where we discuss how Christian professionals can approach work as an act of worship. Hey guys, welcome to Fully Express, the uh, ministry of Seeds to Life, and where we're, uh, our goal is to help you fully express who God's created you to be, where we, uh, where we believe that we are most satisfied and God is most glorified when we do just that, fully express who He's created us to be. Hey, I'm uh, really excited about We've been in a uh, couple of interviews here and it has some, uh, some folks on that have just been uh, able to, to share a little bit about themselves and uh, where they've been and what they're doing. And, and when I think about people that are fully expressing, or at least in my opinion from the outside looking in, I think of, uh, I think of my friend Chris Cano, and uh, he is going to, uh, he's on the, uh, the podcast with me today, and I'm excited to, to kind of jump in right into it. And so without further ado, uh, welcome, Chris. John, how you doing, man? Happy to be here. Uh, so, so good, so good. Well, hey, just uh, give us a, a little bit about yourself, about uh, you know your family, where you live, what you're doing, and kind of a, a little bit of background uh, as we get ready to kind of jump into this. Yeah, sure. Uh, so I live in uh, Dublin, Ohio, which is just outside of Columbus. I have a wife. I have uh, two young children, one six and one four, a pair of dogs. Uh, I've been, uh, doing, uh, I've been working at hotels for, for the better part of 23, 24 years. Uh, right now I work for Marriott and, uh, I have worked for some great brands in my uh, career, uh, Weston, Ritz Carlton, worked for hard rock hotels and casinos, uh, Marriott vacation clubs. It's, uh, it's been quite the experience. Yeah. And so, and what, what, what draws you to that? What draws you to, uh, to hospitality? Uh, you know, I, I think it's the service part of it, you know, uh, from, from, a just a broad perspective, uh, you know, there are people who make things and there are people who service, uh, people. And, and I think I fall into the service people category. Uh, you know, truth be told when I was young, uh, my dad's in hospitality and, and I thought his job, honestly, as a general manager was simply to walk around the pool and eat in restaurants. <laughs> so you know when i got started in this whole thing i thought it sounded great I thought it sounded like an awesome idea uh, later later grew to know that it was uh more about uh, uh making people's vacation dreams come true and uh you know helping people while they're on the road and then uh you know servicing your teams that, that's awesome and and so how is how has faith been a part of your journey chris uh yeah i think a couple of ways uh you know i think first uh what I've always taken away, uh, especially from, you know, being at church on Sundays is really how to treat people, um, you know, how to build trust, how to, uh, you know, have people have, I guess, for lack of a better term, faith in you uh, so that you can have faith in them. Uh, I, you know, so I think that by and large, how you treat people uh, uh, has, has absolutely been uh, kind of brought in for my faith. And I think the other thing is, the the humble nature to know that you know i'm here to serve it's not necessarily about me it's not about always the organization or the bottom line or any of those things it's it's really i'm here to take care of the people that work for me um and i think that 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 level of humility and humble natures is really rooted in what it is i believe in 
Yeah, and, and I, you know, just a casual observer and seeing you in your life, I've seen that play out, how you treat people, how how people look to you, how you are invested in their lives. And and when I look at your life and, you know, and, and I want you to just share a little bit about this. I mean, you could have been just a career executive. You could have been the guy who climbs the ladder of whatever organization, be it Marriott or Four Seasons or whatever. You could have been just the guy to climb the ladder, but uh, but you kind of shifted, you popped the clutch, shifted a gear a little bit and and uh, decide you're going to uh, start doing some other things too. And I, uh, I don't want to give too much of it away, but uh, tell us about uh, what's your, you know, what, what you call your side gig. <laughs> what, yeah. what, uh, what's, what, what happened there? You know, I think I found, I think it, it really started because I found a great balance between what I was doing uh, for a career and my family. You know, we had, we had a family, you know, we started having kids, uh, you know, about seven years ago. And it, what it told me was that I didn't want to spend any time on the road and I didn't want to, take on those massive corporate jobs that completely suck out your entire life. So uh, I wanted to give back more though. And so I started uh, executive coaching and I started training and I started speaking and, and that kind of led to, to writing a book and, and, you know, somewhere 10 or 15 years of that got sucked into running and doing all kinds of crazy stuff with running. And so, um, you know, I think really just that kind of spirit to serve and spirit to give back kind of guided me towards wanting to, really find a better way to get my message out without having to go uh, and, and, you know, forget my family for doing it. <laughs> and so you also went through the, uh, you went through the John Maxwell program. Tell us just a little bit about that. What was your experience like that? Why'd you do it? I've always loved John Maxwell, you know, and as a guy who's in business, I've always admired the fact that, uh, you know, he's always been, uh, uh, he really finds his faith to be something additive to his business life. Um, you know, he doesn't run away from it. He doesn't try to hide it. He doesn't put it in a box. Uh, he really mixes his faith and his leadership in together. And so when I found out that John Maxwell was teaching people how to be a coach, how to be a speaker, how to be a trainer, uh, I knew that that's exactly the kind of person I wanted to be because I wanted to not have to keep my faith on the side or have to keep really any part of me on the side. I wanted to be able to include it all in. Uh, he just does a great job of teaching you how to do that. Yeah. And, and so what, and, and so that stirred up some stuff within you as we talked about a little bit already. And, uh, and I want to get to the books in a little bit, but so, but that stirred up some, so this stirred up some passions in you and, and, and what, and so what did you start looking for as an outlet for that? Uh, you know, I think, you know, like I said, I, I started, uh, writing and I started speaking and I started training. Um, and I think you're probably going to laugh about this part because you and I haven't talked in a couple of months. Um, but just a few months ago, I did another kind of 90 degree turn here. And, and you're going to, of course, chuckle about that because they get, as long as I've known you, like every time I talk to you, I'm like, Hey John, I'm doing something else. And, uh, you know, just add it instead of take it away. But, uh, I actually, uh, sat down with a friend of mine who has a restaurant who's been struggling since COVID hit. Um, and you know, I just wanted to see if I could help. And so he started talking to me about some of the struggles he had. We kind of looked at his books, his marketing, a number of things. And, you know, having worked for companies for 20 years, all the things that we learn and all the efficiency and labor and, and, and costs and, and things like that, you kind of take for granted. And you're sharing that with somebody who's built their whole life around this business and they just haven't been exposed to it the same way you have. So we took about a month or so and kind of put his business back on the right track. And, and no sooner as we were wrapping up with him did uh, you know, he, he recommended me to somebody else and, and then I started getting phone calls. And so now 
I don't know, kind of on the side of the side of the side now. I've, I've been helping people put their uh, put their businesses back together. I don't have anything formal built around it yet, but uh, you know, I lo- I really love doing that. And I think you know, as I as I'm zeroing in on what I'm supposed to be doing, I think helping those small and mid sized businesses, uh, you know, survive and 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 really thrive the right way uh, has become really exciting for me lately. <laughs> that's awesome always always never told mom always something new so i know that when you and i have talked i know one of john maxwell's themes is to add value to people's lives and and i know that um you and i have talked about that quite a bit but so when you meet somebody or or when you're talking with somebody what do you look for when you're thinking about and can i add value or should i add value or uh, do you put it through some type of I, I know it's not a formalized process but i mean you can't help everybody and so what do you what do you uh what do you kind of look for listen for and and think of our audience in mind when you're when you're thinking about that chris uh, somebody's got skills got a bit have some abilities and you know and think that they can't be used and truth is they can but what do you what do you kind of what kind of filters do you look for what kind of things do you go through you know i think it's a great question i mean when i talk to i talk to people all the time right i mean i, I talk to hundreds of people a day or at least i used to before covid um, you know, and mostly what I look for, uh, you know, is, is that spark or that passion when people hit a certain subject. Um, if I feel like I have a, a, um, you know, if I've been there or, or I've, I've had a great experience that I feel like can enhance that passion, um, I want to continue that conversation. And a lot of times people will talk to me and, uh, you know, they'll talk about things that, that they can do, but they don't necessarily enjoy doing um, that, that doesn't uh, spark that that fire in them. Um, but man, as soon as you talk to somebody and you feel like they've got that that spark or that passion for something, they may not be great at it. They may not know exactly how to do everything in it. Um, but man, when they've got that passion, you just kind of want to be a part of it. Uh, what I always loved, uh, John Maxwell, when he teaches you some of this stuff, you know, he always says that, uh, you know, you should jump and grow your wings. And sometimes I kind of feel like my job is to just push him off the cliff a little bit and, uh, <laughs> you know, let them grow. And so I think if, if, you know, anybody out there uh, has a, a genuine passion for something, meaning when somebody brings up a subject and you just can't help but want to jump into it, or you see an article about it, you can't help but read it, or uh, you spend more time researching or, or, or trying to get good at something uh, that you're just not telling people about yet. That's what people want to hear about. You know, that that's what you can make into something special. Um, it doesn't have to be a broad marketable skill or whatever, just something you're passionate about. Other people are passionate about as well. That's a great point, Chris. It's kind of that, that idea of marrying your, your, your passions with your talents, so to speak, and, and being a lookout for that. I, I mean, that's what, you know, I try to encourage our audience to is not to let that just sit, but to nurture it. And, and you're, you're a great inspiration of somebody that helps people to do that. So what, uh, and, and you kind of said that, you know, you have this, this, this drive to serve people, but is there more to that, Chris? Is there more to that to what drives you to kind of jump in and, and be a part of something or help or be on the lookout? I guess, you know, the bottom line, what drives you? <laughs> I think that's a great question. Uh, I think if I could package that up in a small thing, and uh, my wife would really like that because I think she gets uh, just as crazy as you do every time I talk to you, and I'm, and I'm doing something. I would say not something different, but something additional. Um, you know, I I think what drives me is the fact that um, I can help. I know I can help. Uh, I, I've got the 
Uh, I've got the desire and passion to want to get involved in a number of things uh, at a high level. And I think that, um, you know, I see the good in people. I, I trust people right out of the gate. I've always told people that, you know, uh, uh, you have my trust to start with. Uh, it's yours to lose. And I think that by offering uh, people that trust and by offering people really that faith to begin with, uh, I have the ability to be able to, to, to help them multiply that in others. And, you know, anything that I do, you know, convincing you to go out running, John, uh, you know, or, or, you know, convincing people that, uh, uh, you know, no, that's not a stupid idea. Actually, it's a, it's a really good idea that you need to start putting a little bit more time to maybe you can do these couple of things, uh, not necessarily doing it for them, but, but just trusting them enough uh, that they're going to go out and do something. And then hopefully they'll breathe that into somebody else. That's awesome. So, so at this point, would you say that you are fully expressing who you created to be your, your gifts, talents, and abilities? Or is there still another notch? <laughs> I think I'm getting there. Uh, <laughs> you know, I think by trying all these things that I've done, what I figured out is that, uh, you know, if I can narrow some, if I can narrow things down to being able to use the skills that I have, to uh, engage in the passions I have, I'll be much more likely to be uh, my version of success, happy. Um, I think, you know, for me, what I'm realizing is that, uh, you know, I'm not going to try to do what everybody else does. You know, I'm horrible at social media. I hate it. You've texted me, John, and, and <laughs> tell you how long it takes me to get back to you. Yeah. Um, if you just imagine that on a bigger scale with Facebook, and LinkedIn, and, and Instagram, and all the rest, I'm horrible at it. So I'm never going to be that guy. Uh, but what I will be, uh, you know, is somebody that's able to get a message out there and then be responsive to anybody who needs it. And I think that for me, what I'm doing right now is trying to reach out to people who I think need help that I can help. Um, and, and to, to cast a broad enough net to where people can find me. Yeah, that's right. I, I also love that, you know, that's those steps you took and, you know, we'll talk about it maybe some other time where you just said, you know, family's important and you, you left the sunshine state, moved back to the, <laughs> the brilliant weather of the Midwest. <laughs> I still think about that one, John. No worries. That, that, that one's, it's been three years, but that one's still a little raw. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but uh, so you also, you're also an author on top of these other things. And we're going to get to one or two more before we're done here, but you're also an author. So Tell us about the books you've written, the why fours. I mean, and, and you can even tell folks, you know, the titles and how to get it. But um, what, uh, you know, why, why be an author and uh, what was in your heart to get out there? Uh, you know, I think that probably came from my mom. Uh, yeah, she was an English major growing up and she was always convinced that uh, I was barely ever going to be able to write a single term paper, let alone <laughs> uh, actually complete anything of uh, like a whole thought. And uh, <laughs> So, you know, as I've grown up, I've always valued reading. Uh, you know, I got to the point where I was reading, you know, 30, 35 books a year. And what I decided was I probably had enough at this point in time to be able to put some enough together uh, to be able to get a message across. And so I've really focused on uh, creating, uh, helping people create great places to work. And so, you know, my first book uh, that I that actually came out last month, uh, I wrote it about a year ago, but it just came out last month, uh, was If You Build It, They Will Stay. And, and it really focuses uh, on helping people connect generations together to be able to create a great workplace. And then while I was waiting for that one to get done, I actually wrote another one uh, that's going to come out in probably January or February called Chasing Happy. Uh, and again, that just focuses on, on you know, really, really running alongside people instead of always chasing them down. And I think that, uh, 
what I believe is if you love your job, you're going to love the rest of your life as well. And I, and I think that that's something I can help with. Yeah, that's kind of the, I, I believe that too. I mean, and, and you're a great example if you love, if you love your job, you love what you do. And you kind of honed in on that subject of millennials uh, uh, in, in your writings and what draws you to the, uh, to millennials? I think it's, uh, I think it's the generations, right? So I, I you know, six, seven years ago, if you couldn't go to a single conference without somebody complaining about millennials, right? <laughs> you know, the, the whole, the whole pigeonholing was they're narcissistic, they're selfish, they all live in their mom's basement, you know, whatever the stereotypes were, they were all out there. Uh, and every conference would start with somebody, you know, bringing the subject up. Everybody in the room would turn and look at me because I was like 15 years younger than everybody else in the room. And I'd have to assure them I'm Gen X. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, but, you know, at that point in time, I just kind of got a little frustrated with how uh, people were looking at the next generation of talent. Because having worked with every generation, uh, I can tell you that they had a ton to offer. So my goal when I set out, and this is really what started with the speaking was to really get people to understand that uh, the generations really aren't that different. Um, everybody's gone through pretty much a similar cycle. And if you look back in history, uh, especially baby boomers, Gen X, and, and, and where we are today, everybody runs the same kind of cycle. And, you know, what we should be doing instead of looking at what separates us is, is really capitalizing on the unique differences that we do have to create what it is that we're trying to move towards. And both of my books are, are, are roughly looking at that. Yeah. And so you also have uh, done a, a couple of and shifting gears here again, a couple of endurance events. The, the only friend that I have that says his picture in Runner's World magazine. <laughs> Twice. Twice. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what, uh, what, uh, tell us a little about those. I mean, I know what they are. What, uh, what kind of endurance events have you done and when, and for goodness sakes, why? <laughs> well, okay. So, so when I was in my mid twenties, uh, I found myself uh, uh, having a great conversation with a doctor about why I had just had a heart attack. Um, a lot of that revolved around unhealthy lifestyle choices, you know, whether it was drinking, my diet was basically pizza and cheeseburgers. Uh, <laughs> I was working 16 hours a day, six days a week. Uh, you know, just nothing good was happening there. And so uh, my grandpa uh, challenged my dad and I to join him at a half marathon now mind you he was in his late 70s at the time um and we were both really worried about beating him um yeah so i started running then uh you know if you fast forward about 15 years i've done about 160 races uh maybe a few more i've done you know every distance run you could look at from 5k to 100k uh, I've done triathlons, an Ironman triathlon. I ran the Grand Canyon rim to rim to rim, uh, you know, in one day. That was great. Uh, so it's just, you know, one of those things where if you find something you're passionate about, you just just keep pushing the limits and just keep going. Yeah, an Ironman, that just sounds like a ridiculous thing to me, but, but you did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got through it. <laughs> and, and, and for those who don't know, what, it, what, is, it, what is an Ironman? What, do you, what, do you, what does one do there? <laughs> uh, so it's triathlon, so it's uh, swimming, biking, and running. It's a 2.4-mile swim. It's a 112-mile bike ride and then a marathon. Oh, <laughs> right on the end. <laughs> yeah, just, 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 just for giggles. So in, in that training, Chris, what is there something about that that lays the foundation for the rest of your life? I mean, and, and I know it goes in seasons, but when you're doing that, is, is that 
I, I know for me when I and I I don't run like that. When I run, I don't. I it's therapeutic for me. It clears my mind. I think there's something about the 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 rhythm and the pulse of it that clears my head, gives me thoughts and ideas. I don't know if that's the same for you or not, but and I don't want to you know give, give you any answers out of the book. But what uh, what what uh, is there anything about that that helps with the rest of your life? You know, I think it really. I wasn't an athlete growing up, so I don't know a lot about what people talk about when they, you know, I was a high school this or a college that, uh, yeah, I was in the band, you know, but when I started to run, uh, what I realized was, is that, you know, I was finding more of my authentic self, right? You know, I was happy when I was out there, uh, everything that resulted from it. I mean, I lost like a hundred pounds and, you know, I started to be healthy again. I started to really enjoy everybody that was around me. And what I find is that when I stop running, uh, I lose all that. I, I lose all it almost overnight. So, uh, you know, I, I'm worse at work. I'm a worse husband. I'm a, I'm a lazy father. Um, and so what I find is that by training, it, it really focuses me and allows me to expand me out towards everybody around me. So, uh, you know, goal setting and, and, you know, that passion, uh, the, the energy to be able to accomplish all of this, right? I mean, I get up every day at 4am and I go to bed every day at like 11pm. Um, and I do that all the time. Uh, <laughs> my wife will tell you, I'm like this all day long when I just basically drive you crazy with the energy. So it's, it's great. It's, it's a huge part of who I am. Yeah. Chris, I, I just love, I mean, uh, hearing you and hearing you express yourself and, and just going through this interview, you talked about work, you talked about family, you talked about um, uh, writing and you're talking about self-care. I mean, and all those things are all a package that allows us to fully express ourselves. And, and I think I, I see you and I see you doing that. And, uh, and, I'm, and I'm hoping that our audience is kind of encouraged by hearing your story. I mean, everybody's story is different and not everybody's going to run and uh, you know participate in an iron man but everybody ought to be able to be thinking about how can they express themselves and what are those things are the foundation for them whether it is reading or writing or you know, or or running I, mean, I didn't mean to put all those r's together but just sort of came out that way <laughs> but uh and any closing thoughts that you would have for our audience and and pursuing their calling i mean the uh, everybody's different uh, somebody that's just listening in and, and hearing us talk and any closing thoughts you would have about pursuing what you're called to? Yeah. You know, John, I, I think that uh, there's been a lot of talk lately about diversity and inclusion, um, you know, especially in the workplace. Uh, you know, what I've always thought is, uh, you know, diversity and inclusion is a, is a function of authenticity. So, you know, if you're able to bring your authentic self to whatever it is that you do, uh, you know, you can only do that when, when there's an inclusive place for you to be. So what I would tell everybody is that, you know, bring your authentic, uh, faithful self to uh, anything it is that you do and find the tribe, find the group of people, find the job that you're supposed to be in. Uh, because if you're somewhere where you're not able to be authentic, if you're not able to be faithful, um, if you're not act able to activate on who you are, and you're not able to activate who on who you are and what you do, You'll never be happy. You'll never be fulfilled. Um, you know, so find that, that authentic, uh, faithful fulfillment in your life. That, that's a good word. And you and I have talked about before, you know, sometimes it's a, it's a drastic change, but, often, but more often it's a dabble change, right? Let me right. go find it first and then 
begin to step in and pursuing it. So, Chris, if somebody wants to get a hold of you, want to find out about your book or uh, or any other thing, how can they do that? Uh, John, uh, I've got a website. It's uh, jlhleadership.com. That's uh, my kids, Jessica, Leela, and Henry. Uh, <laughs> leadership.com. Uh, I'm also on LinkedIn, Chris M. Cano. So uh, that's about the only thing I check these days. Yeah. All right. And they can uh, book you to come speak or uh, have a conversation or uh, just be a word of encouragement because you've got nothing else to do. <laughs> got nothing else to do. <laughs> hey, Chris, thanks for coming on. I really have enjoyed this. I know our audience will too. And uh, the Lord be with you. And uh, to our audience, you know, again, it's one of those, uh, one more story and, and, and it could be your story. Um, everybody's different, but uh, it's time to step into what God's called you to do. God bless you guys. And we'll see you on the next time. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast, Fully Expressed with John Denbeck. If you'd like to receive John's weekly devotional, go to seeds2life.org. That's seeds2life.org.